Hello everyone, and I'm uh, Antonio Maria Correa for Made of Things. Uh, that is Antonio Maria, the host of the show of Made of Things. This is the podcast version. If you haven't already noticed, there's no real video on this one. Uh, actually, um, this is episode uh, episode. This is episode 57 of the Made of Things podcast. Uh, Made of Things is primarily a YouTube show, so this uh, this episode has already been posted on YouTube in video form and this is uh, uh, The Damned with uh, Captain Sensible himself one of the founding members and all around good guy and uh, and uh, a punk rock legend and um, well you know uh, we we spoke to him we spoke with him um, on last year's edition of Reverence uh, which is a really good festival uh, over here in Portugal which is happening again uh, later uh, this year so um, so yeah what do I have to say about Captain Sensible well, first and foremost, it's uh, it's uh, what we do here. I should do a little disclaimer first off because we speak a lot about uh, sensible soccer. He uh, Captain uh, provided the theme for one of the first versions of uh, sensible soccer, the computer game, and uh, and uh, and there were many. There were many of them. There were plenty of them, and uh, and um, a few of them had, uh, or one of them, uh, one of the most important ones had the. Uh, the, the theme of uh, sensible soccer um, was composed uh, composed by uh, Captain Sensible, and uh, we addressed this um, for quite a while during the show because during this episode because uh, it was a very important game to me. <laughs> so uh, because uh, I used to play the living daylights out of uh, out of that game and um, and the nightlights as well, I guess because uh, I was as a kid. Um, that that's exactly when I started getting into soccer. I was like 11 or 12, which is pretty late for a guy uh, over here in Portugal, which, uh, you know, kids usually get into soccer or football, uh, as we Europeans call it, blah, 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 whatever. Only America, <laughs> only America calls it soccer. But, uh, but um, I guess in, in Australia as well. Australian football, so soccer. I'm not sure. So uh, it's probably probably football anyway. So um, so yeah, we we speak a lot about that. And uh, and uh, as a kid, I started getting into football uh, exactly at that time, and uh, it hit on me exactly. And the game was amazing. It had really good controls, and I'm not going to go on. And it had I'm not going to go on forever. But it had all, also uh, the playability was off the charts really for a long. The longest time, uh, even with international superstar soccer, I I I I, I was very adamant that uh, very adamant that uh, that um, that it was the best football game ever made. And it's not true anymore. That's for sure because you know. Uh, uh, inter- international superstar soccer evolved into um, uh, pro evolution PES 
as it's called, Pro Evolution Soccer, and um, and it's uh, especially the, in the last I don't know five years, it's amazing. And the, the last edition was I I love I absolutely think it's the best of all time uh, in terms of uh, football games. And FIFA I'm not too keen on, but it also really developed after the early earlier versions. It really developed into something that's way better. But I still don't think it's as playable as Pro Evolution Soccer. Excuse me. Yes, as Pro Evolution Soccer, and uh, so Pez is still. I'm still a Pez guy and not a FIFA guy, uh, really. But I did play the 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 earlier FIFA versions on consoles and then the PC, like '96, '97, uh, and and all that. So so yeah. So anyway, apart from that, um, I should address something, which is, you know, by and large. Our YouTube comments have been very, very positive, and people get what we're doing. Some people sometimes, though, and this happened on the Lush episode, um, comment like not getting at all what we're doing, because I think people expect that this is an interview show, and that it's a, a show that takes itself seriously, and as, you know, as regular music interviews... However, this is not the case, guys. If you haven't, I, I'm being, I'm for now, I'm being serious. But you know, um, the show is supposed to be, you know, I wouldn't say lighthearted because we take what we do very seriously and very professionally. But also, we really want the show to be fun, fun for the listener, but primarily fun for the for the for the guests because if it's fun for the guest and it's if it's fun for us then it's mo- highly likely that it's fun for the viewer unless the viewer isn't in on it and then if <laughs> i guess i don't know some people you know throughout the years i've developed this interviewing style and these are interviews in fact but uh they aren't supposed to be taken very seriously and i've explained this before but i will explain it until i uh grow leaves uh that's not an expression (laughs) i think uh but um i will explain it as long as you know as long as i have to so you know the comment in, in in particular said shambolic interview uh, shambolic interviewer uh, a wasted opportunity this was with lush who unfortunately uh, who broke up in in the 90s and then uh, took a lo- very long break and after i don't know 15 years maybe 17 years i don't remember anymore but for the longest time they didn't play and they got back together last year and we spoke to them uh at primavera sound in barcelona and i think that it was a really fun episode and they enjoy themselves you know uh emma mickey and uh and phil uh are all you know people who are, you know, Facebook friends of mine, and um, so we're acquaintances, and we're on good terms, and especially Phil is extremely nice, like, he, he, we haven't spoke really a lot since then, but, but, uh, uh, but, uh, haven't spoken really too much, too much or at all since then, but it was on good terms, they had fun, uh, some stuff was addressed that I us- wouldn't usually address because, uh, Vera, uh, who was the co-host on the 
show uh, also speaks of uh, she 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 does uh, she in fact for uh, Veracity Music now and but throughout her career she do, really does um, she really does want to have really good interviews like I want to have a really good classic music uh, uh, classical uh, no classic uh, music interview which is not what I'm doing over here <laughs> what we're doing over here at Made of Things is having fun and because and this and, and I'll explain this and this is why what we do on the show is because we believe that art speaks for itself you know so and I've spoken about this before so Basically, music is music and should uh, music is music and it should stand on its own terms without any other sort of media. So it, what you need to do is like enjoy a song or enjoy an album uh, or enjoy a live show, and that's it. Like that should speak for itself, and you should you're supposed to get it in whatever way you do like for instance if you look at a painting and it's these are different art forms and i'm not going to talk about aesthetics and 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 the principles of art and stuff like that and right now but but i kind of am i guess you know uh, but uh, but th these are diff different media but if you look at a painting you're supposed to react in whichever way you're going to react and that's how you take an art because much of it is in the eye of the beholder so and, and with music it's the same thing like you put yourself in it even though i do believe in some objectivity in art so i i do believe in the inane innate not inane not inane uh innate quality of not and not innate because it's obviously constructed but and this is a rant and i apologize but i do i do believe that i need to speak about this and i hope you guys just at least enjoy it but um you know uh art does have i believe some sort of objective quality to it and that's what's criticized by critics by art critics and by critics in general and that's the the objectivity of it and then they also judge the subjectivity of it uh because a critic does have an opinion and opinions opinions are subjective okay so this is the first thing okay so, but the thing is that art should speak for itself so speaking about the creative process of things is kind of sometimes it's interesting i'm not i'm not going to say that it isn't but um it's rarely m more than i just sat at the instrument and i'm going to write something or uh, you know, and inspiration does come from places sometimes, but sometimes it doesn't, and a lot of it is just I'm going to work on this, and something will come up. Uh, for instance, with writing, uh, f people may have an idea, but if you, for instance, uh, think of uh, writers for television or script writers, people need to. There's there are techniques, and everyone has their own way of going about it, but. Uh, people, for instance, may, writers may take three or four or five or seven or eight hours of writing, uh, but for instance, it's common that it's like th the first three hours of the day I'm going to write, 
okay so uh, and whatever comes because I'm fresh and 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 you work better when you just woke woken up like and you know I'm not going to say that it does but uh, it's a common practice this 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 thing that I'm talking about so okay you write for a, you write for that time and whatever comes out comes out and then you work on it and edit it and sometimes something really great comes out of it and sometimes it doesn't something sometimes nothing comes out of it and with music you know you can go about that way of working um, as well you know so the creative process you know like how did this idea come about is a common question and I never asked that because there's because ideas come when they come and however they come there's no not necessarily there isn't necessarily a process in which you put two and two together and have something new you know That being said, of course, that once you have an idea, you work it, and that's the creative process uh, as well. And that's interesting, and you can talk about that. But everyone's going to talk about that. So, uh, And this show is supposed to be something different. So, for instance, so for someone to go like a wasted opportunity with Lush, because they only existed for like six months for last year, like for a limited amount of time, and a wasted opportunity for what? I, I mean, I, I'm sorry, and I, should, and I should actually engage with this person who, uh, who's commented, and uh, and thank them for listening first off and uh, but also uh, i'm afraid that this person is not getting getting what we're doing at all you're not going this isn't necessarily a comedy podcast we don't do comedy but it it is entertainment i think of it at uh, uh, i think of it as uh, being for instance a talk show an entertainment talk show which sometimes addresses serious questions uh, for instance we have uh, we had the privilege of recording uh, a, an episode which is coming up uh, very soon i hope that uh, tomorrow or Uh, in a week, because we're off to do something else, um, with the Dillinger Escape Plan and their ending. And this is one of my favorite bands, and we had Ben Weinman on the show, and they're they're one of my favorite bands, and I've always wanted to do something with them. Uh, and they haven't played Lisbon for ever since I started my career back in 2004. And um, so they haven't played Lisbon, so I ha didn't have the chance to interview them, and I didn't have a show when I went to see them live in Milan in 2011, uh, at least this show, which enables me to do promo uh, work, which, is, which, which this is considered, um, which enables me to do stuff abroad, as I have with many other people, for instance, in, uh, w for instance, Lush at Primavera Sound, um, and, uh, and, and, uh, or King Crimson in, uh, Pat Masolato of King Crimson in Brighton, for instance, for in, in England, for instance. So, um, I didn't have the show at the time, so this was, um, uh, and I knew that Ben really liked to bullshit talk. So, <laughs> you know, this, he would be perfect for this, for the show. Because this, you know, not it's not it's not necessarily bullshit. And when I say bullshit, I mean having fun and saying you know fun things and making people. Musicians are creative people, and they welcome the chance of not having to do the same interview over and over again and having fun as well. So both things. So I never, even when I'm serious, I try to not do things that other people are doing. And when I'm not serious, well, I'm certainly not doing that. You know, uh, I'm certainly not doing, doing um, what pe other people are doing, because 
I am, and and because it's so different, you you know this show is only really compared to my knowledge to Nardwar, and Nardwar is genius and it's a comedy act, but he's he's also a really intense journalist and will scoop uh, not scoop scoop is a technical term, but will find the the. Um, find the, the 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 most obscure facts about people and then present them present them uh, uh, present them to that to people uh, the facts to people and uh, and uh, and sometimes it's really fun and uh, Nardwars is excellent both uh, as a serious journalist and as a fun act and as, as, a, as a comedy act This show isn't necessarily comedy per se. Um, comedy is funnier, <laughs> and uh, but it's and it's certainly not lighthearted in a way that we like to waste opportunities. But um, to use the this person's term, but uh, it's not a wasted opportunity. The thing is that when you have uh, creative chats with people you get to know them on a more much more deeper level than having them talk about themselves because it's you need to have an ob uh, again an objective view or at least a third person's view of yourself and of your work that often you know uh, uh, artists don't have or, or don't need to have and that's why so many people don't do uh, interviews because they're usually presented with boring uh, tedious questions and I'm not shitting on everybody's work because there are there are excellent interviews and there are serious uh, questions to address again Uh, but but sometimes it's really tedious and people have have to uh, answer things over and over and over again and I'll say another another example uh, for instance on the Sleaford mods interview uh, and well or on the episode we spoke to uh, Jason and Andrew and uh, of Sleaford mods and um, they are Sleaford mods there's no one else uh, but At some point, you can kind of hear, and if you watch the video episode, uh, see uh, Jason kind of getting tired. And this has been, this may be misconstrued, and I, while I was editing, I was thinking about this. This may be misconstrued as him not having any more patience for my antics, uh, you know, for my antics, and uh, and for whatever I'm doing and trying to, you know, uh, juggle uh, fun stuff and, and, and while, while, while speaking to them. The thing is that they already had, first off, I don't think it's true. Secondly, or that he was bored, but he was tired. And this is a fact. The thing is that they did an hour of interviews before getting to me. So, <laughs> the, uh, and I'll give you, uh, uh, and the thing is, for instance, when Jason found out after the interview that he was doing, uh, he was doing another interview yet, that was a, an hour and a half of promo work uh, after the show. So they were tired. They they had already played. And, um, and went like, when he found out about that he had to do yet another interview, he was like, uh, oh, fucking hell. You know, like, He like like this, you know. But uh, he, when we ended the interview, um, first off, he w came back to having fun again, and um, 
and uh, and wh while we were saying goodbye, he was extremely nice, and not in a con not in a condescending way. Like he was extremely nice. They were both extremely nice. So uh, so they enjoy themselves. So mission accomplished, you know. So and most people do get what we're doing, um, and uh, and uh, and uh, that at least the people who comment and the and the like buttons. I'm, and I hope I'm not jinxing it and getting like a, a tidal wave of bad comments and and uh, and dis dislikes. But uh, um, but yeah. So so. You know, the thing with Lush is that, you know, not to take any importance away from them. Uh, and the same with with the with the and I'm addressing this on this episode because of because the chat with I ha that we had with the uh, with the uh, with uh, with Captain with Captain Sensible of the Damned is primarily not about music because the fucking music speaks for for itself, you know. So and um, so so first off comes music, then uh, then comes I guess the video work because it's very important, and uh, then um, so music includes live shows. Uh, so albums, live shows, first off. Secondly, video work. Thirdly, doing good interviews and doing good promo work and. Uh, other access accessories of um, of 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 activity, so to speak. So, for instance, them being on the show, them doing some collaboration with someone else on other terms, for instance, on television, or being being on television on the show, for instance. Which, coincidentally, the Damned did have. Um, they were on the young ones uh, back in the early 80s uh, and we we 80 80s <laughs> and uh we we do speak about that so because it's one of my all-time favorite shows so so yeah so conversations uh are there for people to show different sides of them instead of doing a very rigid interview uh and uh or you know, for instance a written interview in which most of the time because it's not verbatim it's also a mirror of someone's opinion that's why i don't really like articles you know because it's the peop the per the journalist's opinion and not with quotes and not necessarily the conversation the journalist had with this person. If it's well done, then it's brilliant, but it's not necessarily the truth, and that's why we primarily do video work, because it's much harder to edit, and we don't really edit anything, just everything goes up. And uh, so you can take in the rhythms of a natural conversation, and the same with the podcast. I don't edit anything. So, um, the rhythms of the natural conversation and take, uh, take in as much as you can from an artist that you admire and that you love. And as you guys may know, everyone that's on the show is someone I support. Uh, be it uh, love to death, or at least respect. No one that uh, whose work, no one whose work I do not like, is going to be on the show. And I'll tell you, for instance, this might come back and bite me in the future. But for instance, I've had the chance to interview Alt J, the band Alt Alt J, uh, about five times now in my career, and I've always said no. 
uh, I've at least not no, but I've always uh, did not ask for, for, for an interview because I do not like their work. All J, I think, are really not a good band. And uh, and I apologize to the guys. I'm sure that they're very fun and, and they would be fun on the show, but I really don't like the music. And if I, if I don't like the music, I'm not going to have the people on the show. So everyone that's on this show is uh, like a seal of quality from my personal uh, perspective and from uh, my point of view. So yeah, obviously the damned are classic and f- fucking amazing and uh, we just uh, okay, quick uh, a quick detour again but at Noz Alive uh, which is this huge festival over here and we'll be having um, we'll be having guests from this year's edition on the show soon, um, including if you're listening to this, you don't really care about these bands, so but whatever, I, I won't plug them here. So, uh, but you'll see if you you'll you'll find out. Um, but okay, so um, we did something like we did an after party at. Um, at Noz Alive, uh, in the press area, as we usually do, and um, and uh, and uh, the DJ, who's a friend of mine, played at in, in that instance because we all kind of switch. Uh, he played New Rose by The Damned because he's all uh, only playing hits really, uh, and uh, but playing The Damned at Noz Alive, and uh, I rocked the hell out of that. <laughs> So, um, because of, of course, and, uh, even though I do have a bad back and I could only kind of half dance while, uh, leaning against the wall. So, so, but I did my bit for rock and roll guys. I did my part, um, as much as I could, as much as I could. Anyway, here's Captain Sensible. I think I, that's enough disclaimers for today, and I'm sorry if I bored you. But here's Captain Sensible. He was lovely. He spoke about penis-shaped cakes <laughs> and uh, and sensible soccer, as I said, and uh, some some stuff about the damned, and um, but not necessarily much music talk. So if that's what you're looking for, I apologize, and also I don't apologize because the show is what it is, and if it's not what you're looking for, that's not on us. We're not supposed to do regular interviews, guys. So uh, yeah. I'll uh, I'll uh, say goodbye for now, and uh, this is just a, um, um, an episode to keep you uh, keep you entertained, <laughs> and uh, I hope you guys enjoy it, and I hope you see Captain Sensible in uh, under a light that has not been shown shined. I don't remember uh, cast upon him um, before. So yeah. Guys, uh, please don't uh, forget to subscribe to Made of Things on this channel, uh, on the YouTube if you're watching on the YouTube, and uh, on iTunes if you're listening to the podcast on iTunes or on uh, Android. Or Android just you know just download from the WordPress page. We'll soon have a site. I'm I'm we're working on that. Um, so and uh, follow us on Facebook, please. Made of things and on Instagram. Instagram is a good is a good one. So yeah, uh, because we 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 do uh share stuff uh, live that were that were both me and Nono who does who's my sister who does the video and photography work for the the show who also does the social media um so made of things on Instagram we post uh 
uh, stuff as it's happening, uh, uh, live clips and stuff like that from from shows, and um, and uh, and yeah, and you can keep up to date with the, with the with the and we are with with the interviews, and we're also on Twitter, uh, which is Made of Things Pod. It's a little different. Uh, so so yeah, guys, please enjoy Captain Sensible. This was lovely, and uh, I really enjoyed it, and uh, he did too. He had fun. He had fun smiling all through. So that's mission accomplished. Yay, and we we shared laughs. We shared laughs. It's really corny. <laughs> we shared some laughs and some drinks. Yeah. Blech. Vomiting. Um, but no, it was a real, really, really a pleasant time. And please enjoy Captain Sensible on Made of Things at Reverence. Or as anything, or as uh, Mr. Red Sox person. I like Sagarish. Oh, I like Sagarish as well. Even though they support the team that I, uh, that I, are the biggest rivals of my team. Or what's well, whatever so, uh, football? It's or whatever. Which uh, which team? This is uh, this is um, uh, I, I, I support Sporting Lisbon, Sporting, which is actually Sporting Portugal. That's uh, why you got a green uh, microphone. This is just coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but uh, this is uh, it should be black actually because otherwise it's very garish I guess. Yeah. Just uh, supposed to be non-existent. But there you go. Whatever you do, what you can, <laughs> right? Do, do the best with what you have. I yeah. guess it's uh, the motto of. It's punk the, rock, isn't it? Is it, is it? Make make the best of your. Make the best of yourself, you know, uh, in a DIY fashion. And if people don't like it, they can fuck off. <laughs> exactly, 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 exactly. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't call this very punk, <laughs> it's yeah. punk foam. Uh, you know, yeah. uh, foamy. Hello, hello. This is this is uh, this is uh, it's pretty punk. I don't know. <laughs> I, I answer to no one. I do whatever I want. So I guess it's pretty punk. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm just going to name myself punk. I, I I'll, I'll let you do that for me. I don't know. I'm just kidding. Um, how are you? Yeah, good at the moment. Yeah, been a, been a long time into making this this uh, this trip to Por- yeah <laughs> this trip to Portugal. It's been uh, you know 40 years in making. It's the first yeah. time over here. Yes, uh, well, I, it's the first time I've played in Portugal. Yeah, but um, I, I believe the dam came over when I was. Um, in the wilderness um, I, I, I wasn't in the band for about six or seven years I was off doing a solo a stupid solo career um, <laughs> pretty well I would I would say I, yeah, <laughs> I, I needed the money <laughs> you did go number one did you like you, you had a number one hit right Oh yeah, that's right. I <laughs> yeah, no, it was it was good fun, but you know, um, I mean, in, in my defence, I mean, I didn't have any, I didn't have any cash, and I was, I'm a working class guy. Yeah. I haven't had, I didn't have any qualifications from school, and when somebody waved a lot of money at me uh, to do a solo career and make records, I, I wasn't going to tell them to stick it up their ass. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, so I was out of the band for a while, and they played in Lisbon, I think, in '88 or I can't. I, I was aware, I didn't know. Um, yeah, but uh, my first time, anyway. But I come to I come to Portugal quite often because I, I like 
I like the pasta donata and <laughs> oh and it's, uh, you know I like the wine and I've been on the train up the Duro Valley um, you know stuff like that if you've, uh, if you've uh, come as many times have, uh, do you have uh, a favorite place uh, over here uh God, I went to, um, when I went up the Duro Valley, we took a branch line, a rail, railway line, up to a place called Av, Av, uh, Aven... Uh, Avenida? Avida. Avenida? Avenida. You see, yeah, that might have been Avenida. it. And they were having a, a penis festival where they were all the, oh, the, okay. cake, the yeah. cakes are in the shape of a penis and, and, yes. and, and balls. And, uh, and I didn't know... <laughs> I didn't know there was a festival happening. And <laughs> yeah. the first thing I knew was I got off the train and I walked out of the station uh. and there's uh, uh, an old lady selling penis cakes and she waved one. <laughs> and I thought, wow, what a fucking great place. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, that's brilliant. You, you, you wouldn't get that in Britain. Everyone, everyone's too, uh, ooh, I, um, I don't know about that. It's, it sounds disgusting. <laughs> well, there's some eccentricities, right? Because there's, there's, for instance, there's... It's not as not as uh, crass, I would guess, but or uh, but at least uh, it's uh, there's there's a lawnmower museum somewhere in Britain, which is kind of weird. <laughs> I guess it's a bit odd. Yes, Squaresville. <laughs> it's, not as, it's not as exciting as a penis cake. But no, <laughs> no, not at all. But uh, there's actually uh, the, the the place that's more most um, associated with penis artistry, I guess, or artisanship. There is um, like this this sort of clay sculpture culture in um, Caldas de Rainha, which is a place more or less uh, in middle of Portugal, more or less, uh, not really north, not really south. It's a west coast, really. But so the uh, dam played over here. Uh, and you were in the wilderness, but now you're with the dam, and we're in the wilderness, and you're playing. So that's a yeah. curious coincidence. Yeah, <laughs> but it's nice round yeah. here. It's, it's a lo lovely, lovely bit of the country by the river, and um, the fields full of like you know ripe grapes and uh, tomatoes. Yeah. Local wine yeah. is very good, actually. We just, I just had some. Oh. It, it was. Remarkable. It tasted like it. The grapes had been trodden by goats. It had that kind of farmyard um, taste to it, which I personally really like. Uh -huh. You know, it's got real character. Uh -huh. Do you think you have to know your wine to understand the comparison, like the goats thing? Otherwise, no, I, I don't want things trodden on by goats. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, it's very rare. I understand, though. I, I get it. Yeah. I don't like wine that just tastes of fruit. I, I want. I want to have. Exactly. You know, yeah. it should have more character, really. Yeah, exactly. And uh, Portuguese wine's great. I mean, obviously. <laughs> I have no 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 effort in that, but uh, as a, as a Portuguese person, I, I I thank you for the compliment, and I agree, and I totally recommend Portuguese wine to everyone. <laughs> so this goes out to whole, to the whole world. So there you go, Portuguese wine all around. And uh, but um, the first time I heard of you, I heard of you, you particularly, um, was uh, I'm pretty sure you can guess what it was but uh, was you did the soundtrack for Cesswell Soccer which is oh, yes right, it was yeah. one of the best 
games of all time, in my opinion. And uh, I played. I was about 10 or something, and I played a whole lot of first baseball soccer for a long time. I for yeah. like whole night as a youngster, yeah. and uh, I played used to play all night or all day or something. And uh, when I was in school, so there's a lot of what you did over there that maybe I don't know how long it took you to write the the uh, that song or or that soundtrack. What what did you do for, exactly for for that team? Well, I um. I'm a, I'm a games junkie. I, I bought every console since the Pong game, you know, with the, the, the bats, that, you know, the ping pong thing. Even now? Um, like, even with the, all the... the, the I'm, I'm still a games junkie, but I like the 8-bit games. Yeah. Um, the, from the classic days of, uh, of gaming, really. It's, uh, you know, not, not just Mario, but, you know, there's so many great, great games that, the, 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 you know, people can re- rediscover um, by emulation you can emulate them on yeah. your on your PC or I mean I emulate them on my PSP yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, Nintendo's just releasing the NES again like as a, a very a small pack uh, of um, like they did with the ZX Spectrum uh, like Spectrum did with the, with the, with the ZX and uh, Nintendo are doing that with the Nintendo Entertainment system system just I found out found this out uh, two weeks ago I think uh, very recently so uh, I'm I'm also big on games so what are yours what's your pick uh, my favorite game of all time is Turrican. Yeah. It was a kind of a jump, running, jumping, shooting kind of a explore game. Totally no. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it was really, it's really epic. I once played that game. Uh, I was going uh, on a, a train journey for two hours, and I still didn't complete the game. This is on the original Game Boy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, for two hours. So it's the, it's that big a game. Some games are very big. I just uh, found out that um, even though this is highly popular. Uh, or and very, and very well known. Uh, Link's Awakening, uh, Zelda, the Zelda one, yeah. is huge. Like how you couldn't never play that. Uh, you could never finish it. Really, I think on a pack of batteries. I think it's yeah. just too big, too too long. Yeah, and, but usually they're kind of short. Yeah, Solar Striker on the Game Boy. That was oh, a good one. I don't remember that. Uh, what else do I like? Um, I like F Zero. F Zero, fantastic, yeah. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then uh, other racing games. I like the Sega racing games. Uh-huh. Uh, Virtual Racer okay. in the arcades. You can, oh. they, they also did it on the Saturn. I, I hope I'm not boring anyone. <laughs> and uh, day, it's possibly very exciting to a lot of people. So don't Daytona worry. USA, yeah, amazing. I mean, I, I can play that on my PC now. It's <laughs> yeah. incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, so anyway, I got in touch with a sensible soccer people. Oh yeah, um, good, good, I thought, good, oh. good, good job. <laughs> thank, um, you. thank you for doing my work for me. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I thought, uh, you know, who are these bastards using my name? <laughs> and I, I, I played the game. And I thought it was so good. Um, I, I'm sorry, I just what? They, they, they were pl- they were using your name. How, how come? No, I mean that anyone can use the name sensible. Oh, because it's a sensible team. Yeah. Oh, okay. Sensible okay. soccer. Uh, okay. And uh, I said but they had to get in touch with you, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I volunteered. I, I said I'd write some so- uh, songs for the soundtrack of it, when they did a version two. Mm-hmm. So they used my tune, and um, which was the one I had. I didn't get one point one. Yes, it's a cracker. <laughs> which is, you know, I mean, I, I, I basically, I, you know, that's what, that's what. T- TV football themes sound like in Britain, yeah. Yeah. and I just like you know condensed it into 
you know, about 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, that's stuck in my that that's stuck in my head forever, really. <laughs> Seriously. And uh, but did you do any other themes? Because I remember one that was in seven actually. It was like which is odd for electronic music. You know? Yeah. Especially for games, I guess. For menu music. Yeah, it sounds like prog rock, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. That's how. Yeah, I got there. But as, even as a kid, like when I got back to it, like twenty years afterwards, twenty years afterwards should be yeah, should be right, yeah, right about five years ago, and. Um, Uh, yeah, it was kind of, I, this is odd. This is actually in seven. I can count this now. When I, I couldn't when I was a kid, obviously. Uh, and then, but then the the. the uh, so, but did you like that game in particular, the accessible soccer? Oh, it's, yeah, it's terrific. Really playable, and um, I, everyone else was trying to trying to do uh, isometric style, you know, FIFA kind of style games. But the the, the top down, I like top down games. I, I like Super Sprint, you know, uh -huh. uh, for, okay. uh, for for. A racing game like um, stuff like that, yeah. Fantastic. Did you have a favorite team back in uh, back in sensible soccer? Because you didn't have the whole team, the whole. Actually, I mean, it was the first game that had teams from Ecuador and uh, the later versions of sensible yeah. soccer. But a lot of, I, th I believe, it was the first game I remember that had Portuguese teams. So that made a huge impact on us, right. uh, apart from management games. But um, but yeah, like playable teams, we had uh, Bifica. Sporting in the Porto, and Bifica was the only the only one that had four stars for special players that moved rather quickly and had special skills. They're the only ones. This is just a factoid; doesn't really matter. And especially because it's a rival team. No, just kidding. Uh, but uh, did you have a favorite team? Do you remember? I can't. I, I always look for Crystal Palace, but you know they. Unfortunately, nobody knows who they are, <laughs> so they don't appear in games often. Well, they didn't used to. Now they're a Premier League team, you know. You had to wait until uh, Sensible World of Soccer then. Yeah. Because then they had, you had the. I have some some odd thing with the Sensible World of Soccer. This is just just games until now, but uh, with Sensible World of Soccer, because your the forward is always devalued. I never understood that because the, 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 uh, the goalkeeper tended to uh, up the va the value, and then later on, and that but your forwards just you got someone for I don't know 12 million pounds, and then uh, it just went out down and uh, anyway, what that's that's enough gaming. That's enough gaming. Yeah, good call. Yes, fucking. <laughs> That's very specific because I was very big on this. You go off on a tangent, right? And then it's hard to get you back on track again. He's really strange, isn't he? He's my brother, I would know. Right. Yeah. yeah, it's true. I'm, I'm, I'm usually left turns with, uh, followed by left turns, like right, immediately. So we talk about toilets next, toilets. right? Yeah. See how long you can talk on toilets. <laughs> Probably, yeah. I guarantee. I guarantee. The most interesting shit I ever had was, uh, no, I tell you, Captain, uh, it was in Porto once. I went to this toilet. It was... <laughs> There's actually a whole culture of shit, uh, clay uh, things. I'm just, I'm just making this up. This is not true. <laughs> Possibly is. I don't know. Uh, clay sculptures with of, of, of turds. Are you guys actually... Because uh, you guys, the last original material you did was like 2008, I would say. Yeah? Is, is it true? Yeah. Uh, have you, do you have any unreleased things? Do you, Are you planning on writing together? This seems like a trite question, but it's always interesting. Yeah, we don't, you know, make an awful lot of albums... But you know, our 
glory days were back in the 70s and 80s but yeah we're going to make one for next year seeing as it's 1977 and it'll be 40 years it'll be 2017 so the 40th anniversary of punk rock in in london and um but it won't necessarily be a pure punk rock album it'll be uh whatever we feel like doing now really mm-hmm. um because we always like to mix it up and each album's got its own flavour. In fact, in fact, no two Damned albums sounds the same. They all, uh, they've all got their own vibe. So, I mean, this time we're talking about, once again, being a bit cheeky and being a bit different and uh, following a, different, a slightly different path, you know? So again, going somewhere else? Yeah. yeah. But you should, though, as an artist, really. I think you should. I mean, uh, you know, if a band makes five or six albums that sound the same, I don't know how they, uh, you know, find that interesting, mm-hmm. really. What? The flies here are really tenacious, yes, aren't they? It's true, they, it's true. You, 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 you waft them away and then they come back. I mean, they. In the middle of the country. And they're really fast as well. Yeah. Or is, could, you, you, we couldn't sleep, like, uh, it's, they're very pesky. Yeah, pesky yeah, body flies. Yeah. Um, but um, it's unavailable, really. But um, also, the first time I heard of the Damned, I just remember uh, that um, was in uh, when I was watching um, the Young Ones, oh, and okay. yeah, Video Nasty. Uh, that's that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> catch catch the horror taxi. I fell in love with the video nasty. Yeah, it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> it's, a, it's a great t- anarchic TV program as well. You know, they they pretty much did whatever they wanted. And uh, uh, when when the series first started, uh, people were scratching their heads, going, "Wow, well, the, this is these people are crazy." But and you still would. I've been re-watching the whole thing, and it's insane. Yeah. But, uh, you know, they were crazy enough to ask Motorhead to appear on, you know, uh, an episode, and The Damned, and exactly. people like that. So, you know, good luck to them. <laughs> and uh, we all went out for um, dinner with them after the we filmed. It was live. We filmed it live oh. uh, in a studio with an audience. And then um, we all went out for curry afterwards, and we got very drunk and got thrown out of the restaurant, <laughs> if I remember right, because there was food being thrown everywhere, as you'd expect. <laughs> Um, uh, which was a shame because the guy from uh, there was going to be a journalist there Uh but by the time the journalist got to the restaurant Uh everyone had been thrown out and we'd all gone down a pub Mm. so uh, they didn't do the interview so (laughs) So, it just never happened did you still have a lot of stage antics uh, by yourself because you famously uh, took pieces of clothes off and stuff like that do you still do that? Uh, not so much these days. Now I, I kind of play the guitar more. Uh, <laughs> uh, Less of the getting clothes off. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've got kids now, and uh, <laughs> you know, and every, everything ends up on YouTube. So uh, you've got to be uh, careful. You can't fart on stage without, like, you know, my daughter would be on. She'd say, "Dad, did you fart on stage yesterday? I, I heard it on YouTube." <laughs> There's one person actually who famously farts on stage. Which is he, not famously, uh, actually not famously, but he c- confessed to it. So 
So he that he currently farts a lot on stage, which is E-pop. He says, right. what's... Because he wasn't on a show, and he said... Uh, they asked him, well, what's different now that you're getting older? And he said, like, oh, it's pretty much the same, but I fart a lot more on stage. And people don't notice, so because they don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, know I thought that's very interesting. It might be because he eats a lot of natto, which is a Japanese superfood made oh. made with soya beans, and it's for, they're fermented. Oh. Fermented. Like very fermented. sticky, yeah. It's very, very sticky. And I, I, and I... No, no, it's absolutely amazing. But in theory, yeah. you're just looking at it. I eat it as well. It's, uh, it's what, the so-called superfood. It's full of protein, and, you know, obviously N- I- Iggy has got these, uh, you know, yeah. his muscles and stuff. Well, I eat and chia pudding, so I can't eat <laughs> Like the, the chia seeds that grow Shit. when you add. Yeah, them. they're sticky as well. Yeah, those are sticky. Yeah. Very gooey. Very gooey, and then they inflate. Yeah, yeah. He was just here like a month ago. Yeah, yeah we love him. Yeah, he's, he's good. And, uh, and um, uh, actually, this goes for, this also goes on YouTube, so things do end up on YouTube. Um, Segway. And, uh, uh, but um, the... Um, the um, uh, this goes for, on a show called Made of Things, and it's based on the assumption that um, you dedicated yourselves to uh, you get dedicated yourself to art and to music or whatever it is you're doing um, because you read or heard or saw something that made you go, oh, I really want to do this by someone else or by yourself. Did you have that? And what what was it? So I missed that. Yeah, it's a huge, huge question. But it's still like, what made you go click and I, oh, I wanted to play music forever? Oh, uh, the the moment I knew that's what I wanted to do, yeah, was um, I was walking to school with a... I used to have a transistor radio and I used to listen to the breakfast um, music programme with Tony Blackburn. Hi, everybody, it's Tony Blackburn here. Here's another... It's a great new song by a new band called Pink Floyd. And it's called See Emily Play. And, and I, I was walking to school, you know, I was walking quite fast because I was late. And uh, this magical kind of sound came out of the, uh, the radio and, and it was totally psychedelic. For, and, and I'd heard nothing quite like it ever. You know, it was a beautiful pop song with a crazy psychedelic solo in the middle. And I sat down on the wall, you know, somebody's front garden. And uh, the fact that I was late for school it didn't, didn't matter anymore. I was just listening to this, this song and I, I thought, wow, that is incredible. And I went out the next day and I bought the record. And, um, you know, I've, I've been, you know, in love with um, music ever since. Fantastic. Yeah. Was that, was that the, why you had Nick, uh, Nick Mason uh, produce the second album? No, we wanted Sid, Sid Barrett, you know, the, the singer uh, on that single who wrote it. Yeah. He, the genius, the psychedelic genius. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and it was all set up as well. We had, they were, Pink Floyd were giving us their studio with Sid Barrett producing and, you know, um, everything's, you know, we'd written a bunch of songs which had a psychedelic tinge, punk, punk mixed with psychedelia, which eventually became um, Machine Gun Etiquette. Uh, but what happened was, uh, you know, Sid Barrett was not really well enough to uh, or, or, or not inclined he, he wasn't really interested in music anymore he was he was painting 
So um, he couldn't be persuaded to come to the studio. So Nick Mason came in and apologised and said he was going to do it instead, <laughs> which was uh, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> Making ends meet as well. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, just one last thing, not to take too much more, too much more of your time, but just I'm just curious because the damned, the damned have a lot of, as we said before, it's they have a lot of different albums. Every album is different from the other, and, and so there's different different phases. Do you have a particularly favorite one? Uh, is there stuff that's the material that's closer to your heart? No, I like. I, no, I don't. Um, it's difficult to say. I like them all, really. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I don't dislike any of them either, uh-huh. apart from the second one, which uh, Nick Mason produced. Yeah. It's not so bad, really. It's, but it's it's a personal opinion, obviously, as a creator. I, I, sure. <laughs> I don't. This is not. I, I'm, I'm not pulling any threads. Yeah, yeah I'm just. You know, yeah, just and that album. That album and Superbook. And Superbook. Yeah. 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 yeah, ending a bit on a sour note. I hope you have some. I think. I hope you have some other beer than Superbook throughout your stay in in Portugal, and hopefully more wine in your life. Yeah. yeah, and Vina Verde, I like that yeah. as well. That's really good. Yeah. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah, cheers. Cheers. Just lovely. Thank you. Yeah, there you go. Good hat check. Thank you. Nice, Thank one. You. N- nice one. Thank you. Happy Christmas. <laughs>